0: What is up everybody? Welcome back to your boys and get low. I am Joe. I'm
1: Aaron.
0: How are you, sir?
1: Dude, I'm having a great fucking day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, I tell you, you know, uh I I I got to admit and we were we were talking, as you all saw, you know, from the title, we have a guest. Um, and Aaron came to me just a couple days ago and said, Hey, we got a guest and this is our guest. And I, I am, I about, you know, did the number two on myself. When I found that out, that was that, I mean, I'm, I'm at a loss for words for the first time ever, honestly,
1: I haven't had time to fully process it either, but my fit. So Joe's a very like schedule oriented person. So when I come to him and I'm like, Hey. Gonna have one of your favorite artists on in 48 hours. Cool, cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh I th- I think it was a mix of like when you said who it was and like how how abrupt it was gonna be. I was like, huh, what? Oh, huh? <laughs> like I, I remember looking at my wife as soon as you and I got off the call and I was like, Honey, you're not gonna believe this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm yeah, excited also
1: have a special surprise for fans today that we've never done before so stay tuned
0: yes yes stay tuned stay tuned indeed let's jump into it I know uh, th- this is a very busy gentleman he 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 has taken his time out of his day to come hang out with your boys and we are pumped for this uh you know him you love him you've heard the music you uh, if you haven't seen them live by all means please You know, you've lost your shit to the breakdowns. uh, You just, you need to go experience this, not just, not just go see, but you need to experience what they bring to the table live. Like the, the music itself really speaks volumes, but when you actually see and hear and, and even taste the sweat in the air of the pit and everything, it's just, it is a full embodiment experience, ladies and gentlemen please join us in welcoming the epic the intense the absolutely handsome individual Mr. Garrett of Silent Planet.
2: welcome to the show, sir Joe, thanks for having me and I gotta say I oh I I, I don't know if I can live up to that introduction you know <laughs> what I mean I <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like that's the big thing and then this little you know this little dude walks out on stage he's like <clears throat> hi. So anyways, I, I appreciate you. I,
1: I always let Joe do the introductions uh, for dude, every artist. He's good at and it, they all have the, he's really Yeah, good he at is. It, man. <laughs> I, I stay in my lane in that moment. Dude, I,
2: I love it. Dude, thanks, Joe and Aaron. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks so, for joining so, us, man.
1: So Garrett, just before we hop into everything, um, I and Joe, I'm going to kind of drop this on you too, all right? There's been, and I don't I haven't done this before on an episode of Get Low, but there's something circulating that I think you may be familiar with.
2: Mm, what and it, be? It,
1: there, There's a song out uh, that has been leaked onto the interwebs. And uh, it, it sounds, it, I don't know, it, it's like you or Linkin Park or somebody. But we usually ask you to send us a song for the episode. But we decided to pick the song for you this episode and just basically bet on it being the right song.
2: Oh well, I'll, I'll tell you what you know. We we are a a, a known Underoath cover band, so there's a good <laughs> chance that you, you got. It's a good chance you got an Under Oath song there that might have been mislabeled. But I mean, who knows? You know. But
1: knows? I mean, are you down for us to possibly listen to a lost I, Under Oath track?
2: I'm all, I'm all for it. Yes, I, I'm all for the for the the secrecy, the controversy, the 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 who is it? I I, I love that. So that sounds great to me.
0: Aaron, to make sure I'm understanding, are you asking to number one, first off listeners, y'all know, Aaron, y'all know him well, this man seeks out music. He scours the internet and just, I- I'm talking in the deepest places possible is looking for music. He literally, when we were talking about Siamese, like early in the early part of the show, like you, you went and found one of their newest
1: tracks in the and sent to me.
3: Yeah, then right there the
0: episode, like <laughs> Siamese track
1: featuring Rory from Day Seeker.
0: Yeah, and I I'm sitting there like, uh, how did you what? So the fact that you found this, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised all right, well, I at all.
1: I sent the track to you so you, you can did. play it for the audience.
0: I, I, I have it right here. I have it right in front of me. Um, and honestly, for the first time ever, we're gonna play you a first reaction track. Like, we're we're I haven't listened to this. Aaron, I don't think you've listened to this. Nope. Uh, and you,
2: Garrett, you tell us, you know, if this is
0: y'all. Aaron might have not listened to this either. I uh, yeah, at this point, I mean anybody uh, I might, could be. I might be know.
2: I might be hearing it for the first time. Well, let's
0: let's dive in. So for the first time ever, uh all I see is the title, of the system. And you be the judge on who this may be and what your ears uh, pertain, you know, to, to share. Um, gentlemen, let, let, let's dive in, shall we? All right.
3: Listen to core radio, non-stop music.
0: am i alive yeah, yeah. i holy so that was definitely
1: that was definitely under oath like for sure right
0: holy shit
1: I <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh, Huh, hang on
3: all right
1: i'm just now joe's gathering his self right now that that was on <sighs> and like i don't i don't say this on the episode joke and attest to this that is definitely top five songs I've heard all year. One hundred percent.
2: Man, oh I, I I can't believe Under Earth is cursing like that. Man, someone needs to someone needs to <laughs> someone needs to get those guys in order. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, take the wheel.
0: <laughs> oh my God! I don't I don't know how to how to how do we? Oh my God! <laughs> like I. I don't think I've ever actually like in a, in a very long time. I I haven't been speechless to a song like that. Wow!
1: And everyone's listening to you be speechless right now, so you know at some point you're gonna have to figure out your thoughts.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. Like we're we're like, oh my god. Okay, that was a an absolute roller coaster. Like I.
1: Ed Sheeran's really going hard these days. That's all I'm gonna say <laughs> Honestly.
0: <laughs> that was Aaron, what are your thoughts, man? I don't know. I, I like like I I, I, I genuinely beautiful. can't gather my thoughts here.
1: Beautifully brutal. That's how I'm gonna, that's what I'm gonna leave it at for myself. Beautifully brutal. It, and and like motivational. Yeah. Like Garrett, what about you? I mean, this is your first time hearing the song, right?
2: Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's all right. You know, there's some, there's some moments in there that I, I think that, uh, under oath or whoever they may be, uh, might've, you know, figured something out, but who knows, you know, I, I, it's, uh, it's, it's there's a lot of sound. There's some aggression. There's a there's a little vibey vibey boy in the middle of it, and uh, yeah, you know, I I, I I can't say can't say it's the worst. I, I
0: the, like the whole I I I need more. <laughs> That's really what I can say here is I need more. Like the context well, to everything I heard. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm still, I'm still in awe. I was
1: gonna all. say, um, Garrett, if your, if your band Silent Planet put out a banger like that, I mean, like, would that be it? Would it just be a one-off, or do you, would you have to follow that up with
2: something later on? Uh, if that, if that was Silent Planet, I, th- I think that we would have to, we would have to put something out later on for sure. You know, you, you, you wonder like, well, why did it leak? You know, how, how did it leak? And uh, but I, I, assume, I assume there's more, you know. Probably, right. uh, t- typically, I mean, even just for economic purposes, it's usually the easiest thing for a band to, uh, you know, t- record a body of work uh, at the same time, uh, you, or all at kind of one general time. That way, they can kind of move forward with it. But, yeah. Well, and it, you know, yeah. with you
0: with you saying that, like, the so a question that comes to mind, and we and. and you know, with the artists we've spoken to in previous episodes, uh, we've gotten actually varying answers to this question. And that is, have you and the guys been working throughout the, really this past year and a half, as you know, it's, uh, it, we've gone through pandemic quarantine, really music as a, a, a whole, you know, tra- you know, just traveling and touring coming to a full halt. Like w- what have you and the guys been doing to keep yourselves busy?
2: um we we have uh, been working on music uh we we finished an album and uh waiting for that to come out and we're working on another body of work uh again or we we just uh we, we kind of never stopped i guess we just uh the, this last album took uh 10 months longer than usual it took 12 months we actually, we, we actually literally finished the album exactly one year after, um, one year after we started the album. So it was, uh, it was a lot, you know, it was a lot. So
1: did it take? Did it take that long to complete, or did y'all kind of let it ride itself out a little bit because of COVID?
2: We um, we we we, we did not want it to take this long. I, I think that we were open to like, it, you know, we weren't in a rush, I guess you could say, because it was like, wow, OK, you know, we can't even play these songs. So really, you know, what's uh, kind of like, what's the point I mean, for us, for us primarily writing and recording and releasing music has always been only the first of like two steps. And the second step, of course, is to play it live and, you know, everything that comes with it there so so without the second step being a possibility we weren't really in an urgent place that being said there's a lot of things that happened uh things that i probably can't get into but a lot of things that uh we were not in control of uh that that kind of made us have to i mean i i had to re-record the vocals like five times and there was a lot of crazy stuff that happened And, and i should say not because i didn't like the first or the second or the third or the fourth time but just uh the nature of how it happened so it was a very it's stretched out over time but you know I, I i think that i think there was some some good to that too uh and uh it, you know our new record might sound a little bit like that and a little bit like something okay. else or, you know I mean, it, if it is it under it oath, oath, like y'all are known that. as the number one under oath cover
1: band so you know that <laughs> that's
2: what Win, that's what the wendy's twitter account told me and remember uh, that <laughs> do you remember that the, 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 do. the Wendy's thing? Yeah. Wendy's was, was going
1: savage on everyone.
2: Yeah, she, she was she, she was really just really going for it.
0: Shout out to their PR team. Good grief. Well, I know uh I, so I know earlier this year, uh I believe it was April, was it, y'all did a co release with uh Fit for a King uh of if I'm not mistaken, it was Trilogy in Stockholm. Um yes now with those trilogy
1: itself came out in 2022 i don't i don't remember what exact month it came out in
0: 2022 we're living in the future
1: no i'm saying it came out in 2020 as well
0: Uh, correct but i'm saying like so the 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 two songs together were released uh as far as later on uh but with that so was that part of the the process with y'all writing your album and then also working with them on this. Like how did, how did that come about? Like I, cause I remember when that dropped, I was like, what? Like, okay, I'm about this. All right. I'm, I'm with it. Cause I love the dudes and fit for a King, I, you know, love y'all. Absolutely amazing bands. You see a collab and you're like, this is going to make my ears literally scream. Like what, where did that fall in line with what y'all were already working on and what uh what caused for like uh, the I guess the earlier release than the the full length
2: um so so regarding specifically fit for a king um, I yeah regarding specifically uh, the fit for a king uh, collab that was um, kind of brought about first of all that I, I think they're one of the only one of very few bands that I feel like we have like a really like pretty deep and lasting relationship with um like on a personal level it's uh it's funny you know every time uh we've come out with an album uh I kind of am reminded that like we're kind of we're kind of like Lone Rangers a bit as a band you know well I guess you can't be Lone Rangers if you got bandmates but uh, we, we, we don't really have like a scene, you know, like you see hardcore bands post like their new stuff and, you know, you'll see, you know, uh, you know, hundreds of bands, like, like jam this shit, you know what I mean? Like really kind of support. And every time we drop, I always notice there's always like maybe two or three bands that like say anything. It's, it's, it's very, it's a very small amount. Uh, and for whatever reason that is, that I, I don't really lose sleep over it, but I just know Fit for King's always been a band that has uh, has really been there and, and we've we've always tried to support them and uh uh it also helps that we have the same manager uh, Corey cory haiti and um uh i don't know initially who's actually okay so initially i think it was my idea and i actually wanted to also do a joint song that didn't work out because uh COVID, it just wasn't really it, it wasn't really happening that way so we, we ended up doing something that was easier, which is getting instrumentals of each other's tracks. And Ryan actually tracked it at home. I went to our buddy's studio that we actually tracked the vocals for on uh, like most stuff. And um, we, a big reason we wanted to do it was to raise money for Crystal Kirby, Ryan's wife. Uh, right, I do remember plots. that. And, and so that, that was a, that was another there's another big like why you know like why do this why now and, and and that was a pretty big part of it for me and and it was pretty early on I told Ryan like hey if we do this I really want to I want to do something to help you because I you know because that's I mean you know what's the point of community if they can't be there for you when when you're in a scary spot you know
0: absolutely absolutely I completely agree and uh Yeah, it's funny you brought up a point. Um, and I know this has always been the the case with your music ever since the beginning. Uh, I mean, really when y'all, when y'all first came on the scene, um, I know that this really, I, I almost want to say it puts you in your own lane. Like I I remember, so I remember going back way back, uh, when y'all released the night God slept and I heard that album, it was nothing like I'd heard before because y'all had such a unique and refined sound that did not place you into a scene like, like you mentioned, like hardcore, um, metalcore, uh, like, you know, thinking of like, um, uh, metalcore bands, like kill switch or something like that, like y- y'all don't fit that mold, but what you've done, especially since you released that album and, and continued in that format is built this foundation of your own unique sound. And a lot of bands who try to do that, not all of them make it, but the fact that y'all were able to do that, make it and, and continue growing and growing and growing and and never really faltered from that. Y'all have always stayed true to your sound. What did it, what did it feel like initially? And and I know you're asking, bringing back memories, you know, seven, eight years ago, but, you know what was it like when y'all first started touring on your music and, and playing your music out and and what was the reception like and ha- and has it gotten well of course it's gotten better but like what is it how has that changed over time
2: mm, uh that's a good question i think yeah i mean to be honest i, I feel like for us it's always kinda, it, it at least it feels like it's always been a, kind of a slow and steady uh kind of growth as a band and I'm really thankful for that you know I I, I've seen some bands get like super popular you know overnight or nearly overnight or you have a situation say like spirit box right they go from like relatively unknown or not super known to like being you know uh, they'll be probably playing arenas anytime now I mean it's crazy it's incredible how popular they're becoming every day and uh you know when i see that um i think that's awesome but i also just don't know if that's like our path you know that's at least it doesn't seem to be and it's funny our, my buddy dan that produces and, and has worked very close to spirit box from the beginning and we're we, we we prefer to work with him uh on a lot of stuff and he did the vocals on our new album uh our, i was talking to him about it and we just can't kind of talk about how there's a different path everyone has a different path and he made a really good point to me that, like, um, you know, just kind of due to like how when we first started, our sound was one thing, and it's kind of evolving into something else. That it's kind of a good thing, you know, uh, for us uh, because we we were a bit younger when we started. Uh, I mean, I was nineteen when I started this band, and I'm thirty-one now, so it's 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 been it's been a hot second, you know. But uh, it's it, it's really cool and fun to be able to uh, kind of. I don't know just kind of kind of you know dive into these just dive into the sound and uh and 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 continue to change and grow and I I feel very thankful for our community of listeners uh they've been willing to kind of give us space to kind of like try different things with with our with what our music is and and it helps us when we go in the studio we're not like oh if we don't do x y or z we'll lose all of our support. And it, it's cool to know that you have that support sometimes, I think.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and, and like we mentioned Ryan Kirby, but you've actually gotten to work with some pretty fucking awesome artists. I mean, you on uh, on everything with sound, you got to work with Spencer Chamberlain. And like, I, I know that you work with, uh, you, or you used to, or you currently do, I'm not sure, but you you worked with Rory on a lot of different songs and a lot of different stuff from Dayseeker
2: so I mean that's just
1: that's awesome just in regards of like people you've gotten to work with already
2: yeah and I mean it's it's honestly the kind of thing where like I you know that that's been probably the 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 hidden surprise and and joy of this whole um music thing I think for uh for, for me is just yeah you know being able to um being able to I guess challenge ourselves uh, to collab with other artists and by ourselves, I mean just just other musicians I know in the music scene to to not really kind of get stuck in your shell of like, oh okay, you know, this is how we do things, but say, oh, what would it what would our band like be like if we had this voice or if we brought this guy And actually as a band we brought in probably our favorite musician in the world, uh, not really not a metal musician position but we brought in this dude and I probably can't slash shouldn't say who because it's still kind of ongoing the the collaboration but like, like we worked with him and the next day Mitch went home and like wrote one of my favorite things I've ever heard for Silent Planet and what really struck me about like the thing that he sent me is I could hear the influence that that guy had brought in you know, that, that, that he was inspired as this guy, you know, got on the piano and was like ripping around and singing and kind of, kind of really challenged us to like open up our idea of what we can do musically. So collaboration is, I think, what really keeps us from getting stale. Uh, and I mean that in all forms of life, not just music. But I think that's kind of, you know, the point of life, so to share it with people.
1: And, and like I know a lot of artists have said, too, it's so beautiful, how like especially artists in this specific genre of music they don't look at this kind of stuff as a competition it's like a group of people working together in the fellowship of friends is how Mm. it's been described to me in the past was that the
2: experience you've had definitely yeah a hundred percent it's it's uh it's a cool community i mean i'll be honest you I, i think almost all bands are like nice to each other at least like up front uh and in a sense you know will like kind of you know put their best foot forward and and, and all that you know try, try to be nice but uh when you really find someone that you really like share values with who share passions with and musical interests that, that that's really exciting because you know it's like i'll it, a lot of times you know it starts with like you're on a tour and someone's like listening to something that you love. And I, I love that too. And you find out like, whoa, even, even sometimes if our music is way different, it turns out we like love a lot of the same things. And so then, you know, you, you work on a song with them and it's like, oh, wow, that worked out really well. And, and sometimes the listeners are like, oh, I, I can't believe that worked because they're, they're such different artists. But the same things are, you have a lot of times the same passions. You just express them differently, but you kind of would agree like, hey, we all think this is good music, you know?
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and, and you know, going along with that, a lot of people uh, who aren't musicians—it's uh, it, often surprising to them because um, I've played music uh, pretty much all my life, and and I totally understand what you're saying. Like, you could meet somebody where y'all come from very different perspectives of music, but you might have very, very similar, you know, tastes in what you enjoy, and a lot of people outside music don't uh, often, uh, I don't, I almost want to say understand, but like they, it it might seem as though there's polar opposites working together, but when musicians get into a room, it's music, music speaks its own language. Any, any, it, it doesn't matter what instrument you play. If you're a singer, uh, if you, uh, you know, play literally like the, the flute or, you know, the, Electric guitar, whatever it may be, like whatever it doesn't matter the style you play. Like when music, when musicians get into a room, the the ability for music to be that ultimate voice within that room and and watching things go, it's it's always such a beautiful concept because uh, words don't have to be spoken. It just let the music do its thing, and and that's always uh, uh, an amazing thing to see uh, regardless of the collaboration, whether it's, you know, presented to the public or just played in private, like you, you, when you fully get to experience that it's, it really is an experience when that happens. Um, and, uh, that's, I mean, that's awesome to hear that. That's that, you know, that, that's kind of how that's been going with working with other artists now. Um, you know, going back to the full length real quick, that y'all been working on, and, and I don't know if you can give us any information, if you can't, you can tell us a piss off, but, who, who could we expect? Is there anybody that people might know that could just get them hyped up? Because I know, uh, from previous talks, you were saying that, you know, uh, you couldn't really give us much as far as release date or anything, which I totally understand. But is there anybody that y'all did work with? Uh, and if so, like, are you excited, like really excited for certain ones that you worked with or anything like that, like for this upcoming album?
2: Yeah, well, first of all, you have to say piss off, of course. Uh, and <laughs> um, so, uh, Yeah, sorry. Uh, so, second of all, uh, and seriously, um, this upcoming record did, did have a few a few moments of influence by some other folks, but it's actually similar to our second or third album, the previous album, When The End Began. Uh, it is a... Uh, it is just us on the vocal front. Uh, however, we are, there will be a lot more collaboration in the future. Um, I just think both for the third and the fourth album, we didn't really find that spot that like made sense. Like on our second album when, you know, we had this song and it was like big and dark and stuff. And I, I showed it to like Corey from Norma or there's a different one. We, we showed Spencer from Under Earth and, and, and both of those guys you know like they, they kind of it, it felt right to them and it seemed right to us and that didn't really show itself and, and we never really want to force it on a vocal thing but you know yeah i mean yeah we had we had friends you know come in and say oh you know uh, you should try this or do this so we yeah we, we are definitely you know doing our best i think to um to, to to not to not get too stale and i and i i think that that Maybe we'll start to show with the upcoming stuff, but I guess we'll see.
1: Can you say who's producing it?
2: Uh, yes. Uh, wait, so which one?
1: Uh, the, the, the upcoming record.
2: The one that, that is going to come out this year. Uh, yeah. Uh, the primary producer on that was Mitchell from our band, as far as like technically. Uh, and then it also had the outside influence of two producers, uh, besides Mitch uh one of them's name is Daniel Bronstein uh we did The Night God Slept With Him and a variety of vocal stuff a lot of vocal stuff um and so uh and also Daniel's we will be working with him exclusively on the next one and then we also worked with a dude in LA by the name of Drew Folk um who I know did uh I know he's did the last few fit records and uh,
1: I would say I definitely know um, that name. I've heard that name tossed around a few times.
2: Yeah. And, and he's a, yeah, he, he, he's a, he does a lot of, he does a lot of genres, I think, like pop and otherwise. But uh, yeah. So, so Drew, so yeah, Mitch, uh, Drew, and Daniel, uh, all and so on. But I, I mean, I think Mitch, uh, I mean, we're the, we're the kind of band that, you know, prefers to like write our, stuff like I I think our ideal relationship with a producer and what kind of what we have going with with Daniel Brownstein when we work with him is like we'll and, and also Will Putney kind of did the same thing which is like we'll kind of like just pitch a lot of different ideas and they'll say well this is good this is you know whatever like maybe this part's boring you know kind of just give us their feedback and then we'll try to take that constructive criticism and kind of improve the product I guess and so uh, that because it because of that it's like we're we're never going to really be a band where like who produces us makes a maybe you know like a a night day change because like the principal songwriting I think comes from us but I, I I think that we're as we're moving forward we we are kind of allowing I, I think that we have more and more space to be produced if that makes sense like we're we're becoming more producible kind, kind of like they'll say Sometimes they'll like, oh, you know, that guy still needs to work on his jumper, but he's a coachable player, you know, which is to say like, not only does does he care to listen to the coach and does he want to listen to the coach, but also, I think there's a sense of like some people are better at integrating advice without stopping versus some other people. They can hear and they want to do it, but it's it, it can be harder, you know, to actually, tell like take what you're being told and actually implement that in a way that's natural and, and isn't like a complete change of style and, and so i think that we're, we're learning that and frankly especially our buddy dan i mean we we worked with him for uh almost a decade now and so he's also just kind of seen us uh from the ground up and uh because he's seen us like kind of grow from the ground up i think uh it, it's always nice to work with him because I never feel like I have to like explain ourselves like, Oh yeah, sorry, man. We, we like to do this. And because blah, 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 like he, he, he's aware of our material, I think on a pretty intimate level, um, just like, honestly, it kind of made sense when we did our, our last album and then began because the previous one was also Will Putney had been a part of. So when we went back to Will, you know, it, he, he knew, he knew where we were at, you know what I mean? It, it we were picking up, uh, versus I think sometimes when a band works with a new producer, you kind of got to hope that the dude at least does his homework, you know, and really kind of dives in because it's obviously important to like really understand a band's sound, I guess, unless if a band is like, Hey, you know, we, we do not want to sound like that anymore. You know, we, we want to really sound like a new band, but I think for us, we've, we've always been happy about our music and we've always felt proud of it to some degree. So, so we've, we've never really went into the studio thinking, Oh, how do we, how do we stop being the way that we are? I, I think it's, for us it's more like oh like how do we continue to grow and challenge ourselves but also to some degree stay true to our sound because you know we we, we can still listen to our first album uh that came out uh seven years ago now i think we can still listen to the night god slept and, and even the eps before it come one come weather and, and and uh you know to some degree enjoy it even though admittedly we, we've probably heard it more than is healthy but uh, we, I, I think we still are proud of it. So I, I hope that. Well, that and and up. you
1: should be proud, dude. Because honestly, like I go back and I listen to those EPs, and especially the night God slept, and I still love that album like uh, it came out yesterday. Like, thank,
2: thank you for saying that, man. I, that means a lot. I, yeah, that that's cool. Thank and, you.
1: And you can, and I was gonna say too earlier, but like you can always tell on a Silent Planet song or a Silent Planet album that it wasn't just like a. Oh, it's time to make an album. Let's go, you know, get our annual check or whatever. No, like you actually, you guys put so much heart and soul into this music, and you do it on stage too. You. Like you can almost tell that you are thinking on stage, man, this paid off. Like yeah. I am here performing this song. It was it was worth it, you know. You know, we're we're kind of having
2: so I I I'm not I'm not exaggerating. This will sound crazy or sound like a hyperbole, but I really mean it. As of like i I woke up uh, a few days like Saturday or Sunday of uh, uh yeah just a few days ago I, and I was like I, I I went out to breakfast with my dad and uh, um, he was asking you know how the music thing's going and I told him I was like, you know I, I've never been so excited uh, to do this thing as I am right now um, and that's because um we we, 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 I think we, we did something new, which is once this album was like released and, and, and got put out, uh, we pretty much immediately just started writing more material. And typically there had been sort of a gap, you know, between the, uh, between the States. And a lot of that has to do with the touring, right? Because like, the only way pretty much any artist makes money, even the super rich ones like Beyonce and Bieber and stuff, they, they make most of their money on touring, you know, because the music industry is kind of in shambles. Uh, and, so me, and so we would tour, 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 and, uh, and we, we loved playing shows and stuff, but it, it is obviously harder, it's pretty hard to like really be constructive and write when you're like super sleep deprived and you're in some other city and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess what I would say is, um, we I I think more than ever we are very excited because because we're not having to kind of shake the rust off of the the writing you know parts of our brain. I I think we're we're very much uh, you know we're we're very much like I I think we have that that confidence that like okay like you know we 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 did good things and we did bad things and and we learned from our mistakes on this last album. And let's like immediately get to work with like, you know, let's just immediately kind of put it to work and and not really, uh, you know, let ourselves get rusty when it comes to the creative process.
0: That's, that's absolutely amazing. And, and you, to piggyback off of what Aaron said, that's immensely shown in your music and in your live performance as well. I mean, the the thing, so I, (laughs) I I'm going to take it back to 2014 real quick. I remember when the night God slept dropped. I remember I was, (laughs) I was sitting in my apartment and I remember that album came up as like a recommended album that I should listen to. And I was like, all right, let me check this out. The thing that stuck out to me the most, and it's been prevalent from the beginning through each individual album y'all released is how intricate dynamic tight and what's a term i can use here um <sighs> lyrically intense each individual mm. track is
1: you're not we, afraid to say what you're like it doesn't sound like you're afraid to write about something if it's on your mind
2: yeah that, I, I hope that's the case. i definitely don't i if I if I could be, if I could never be one thing in life, I hope I I'd never be a coward. So I, I you know, I hope that, you know, when things, uh, you know, when I see things or, you know, I kind of like feel things, oh, I I, I want to dive into it, you know, e- even if I don't have like all the answers, you know, uh, but it's just, uh, you, you know, I, I just want to kind of, I guess, like, you know, a- ask questions and get people kind of, you know, like, you know, just, just discussing stuff, you know? And so I think that's why we try to dive in, but I really appreciate that.
0: Yeah. And, and like I said, you can tell like that, that's an amazing mindset to have. And, and if listeners, if there's one thing you could take away is exactly what he just said is if there's ever one thing you don't want to be in life, it's be, you don't want to be a coward. You want to be present and you want to be open-minded and voice what you need to voice because that's what you have. You have one voice, you know, you, you could be a part of a collective, but your voice is still your own. And you can tell that through your music, you know, you can tell that through the instrumentalization, you know, what, what, you know, you can tell how defined and in your face, each individual piece of music is. And that's what I love so much about Silent Planet as a whole is y'all are never afraid to, like I said earlier, be yourselves with your music as unique as you are. And with this, be as upfront and honest as you need to be, whether it's, you know, any topic that really hits you like, and again, it doesn't matter if it's through your voice or through the instruments, you can tell that it, that it's a prevalent Stance and something you firmly believe in with your music, and that that in and of itself really really sets apart a, a lot of musicians and a lot of people in general. Is being able to have that voice and put it to the forefront and say, "Look, this is my stance on this," and and also I want to say this too because I've I've heard you uh, doing talks before. I've I've I've, I've heard you and the guys in, in different, uh, you know, interviews over the years or, or, just heard you live because, you know, uh, and, and running joke that Aaron and I have is, uh, I, we actually played, uh, the band I used to play in, played a show with you guys, uh, on the tour run that y'all had when Four today was retiring and it was, uh, y'all Gideon and Four today. And we played with y'all, uh, here in Troutville, Virginia, which is about an hour from here, I should say. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Hot day. I'll tell you that. I actually blew my calf muscle out during that show, which was insane. But, uh, you know, really when you hear y'all live and you all see you all live and you Wait, hear sir, the record, sir,
2: what, sir, what was the venue?
0: The venue was inside out. It was a, it was basically like this big open church room that had a carpeted floor and a big carpeted stage. It was in the oh, middle of July. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah oh that was 2015 yeah yeah 20 2015 i believe uh, uh july i yep. think i yep. was so
1: mad that i missed that show i've seen y'all a lot i saw y'all with um with day Secret and i believe it was the glass house but i i was so mad i didn't get to go to that show
2: <laughs> yeah man i
0: that that's, that's throwing it back. That show is really, both of those shows are throwing it back. Cause I I was at both played one and intended one. And that's wow.
2: <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Dude, v- Virginia and Virginia is such a trip. Cause I'm like, it's like the East coast and the South at the same time. And I think that it's like maybe the only state that I would really say that about, I mean, I, I know there are other obviously States that, you know, have the Atlantic ocean next to it. But but I mean culturally speaking, it feels like the South and the East Coast, depending yep. on where you are. That that's kind of a trip to me.
0: Yeah, Virginia's <laughs> definitely uh Virginia's definitely got its corpse. We'll just say that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, no, and, it's, and just it's cool. Uh, it's, it's, it makes it unique. I, I think that's cool.
1: Oh yeah. And I love Virginia. I'll probably never leave until my partner decides she wants to leave. But that's besides the point. I wanted to go <laughs> off of something that um that Joe was saying earlier. And I think it is such a beautiful thing when especially a, a, a lyricist or a vocalist is not afraid to ask questions in their songs. And to break that down a little bit, it's like just because you pick up a microphone and you're singing to a bunch of people and you're you know people are streaming your music, you know, hundreds of thousands of times a month, you don't claim to like know more than everyone else. And there aren't a lot of artists that will actually be that vulnerable in their music as to confess that, Hey, I don't know everything and I'm not afraid to ask questions in my songs. I don't care who's listening. And I think that you encapture that beautifully.
2: I appreciate that, man. That's, that's really kind of you to say. I, uh, you know, I, 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 I really hope that, you know, that there's, humility i guess in our music you know that like i don't want people to be like oh yeah guy with the microphone has all the answers or he thinks he does because i don't you know i just i love making uh music and i love uh you know getting people sort of um you know getting people talking about stuff but i i definitely never want to like kind of be the expert in a situation i just i i think that you know there have been so many incredible figures uh, throughout time and you know literature and history philosophy and all that stuff and and i think a big part of why i used to love to f- uh i'd you know put footnotes in lyrics is uh because i i wanted people to uh to see that creativity a lot of times is really a question of you know can we can we take these different ideas sometimes even competing ideas and and then synthesize a new idea from it you know because I don't think the original ideas ever uh, yeah I don't think any idea is like truly original but I do think that kind of new variants of thought can come from you know rubbing two things together and that's kind of been a big part of my my goal is just to encourage other people to do the same and and uh, maybe kind of leave behind with our music a bit of like a creative instruction manual it's like hey you know like i because i don't want i don't want to you know like make a reference to like a great book and then people are like oh what a cool original idea he had it's like no i'm referring to a thing that already exists you know and and i want other people to to do the same because life is too short to feel like you're in competition with the rest of you know humanity
0: absolutely that Listeners, if you had anything to take away, take that. The good that that was, yes. <laughs> God, wow, wow. And, you know, Here we it,
1: know. Oh, go ahead, go
0: ahead. I, I was gonna say just just real quick. You know, uh, with having that kind of mentality, you're you're exactly right. And and what that also does is even in the sense where it, it may be um, an echo of something that has taken place, you're able to you know, formulate your own thought to it uh, and bring about constructive conversation. And that's something that I've always appreciated about you with how you've presented yourself, picking back off of what Aaron said, but how you've always presented yourself is you're not above, you know, uh, conversation. You're not above talking about something, but you're also, and you're also not above formulating your own thoughts based on things you've heard. You know, uh, one thing I've always uh, seen and heard with your music and and with with you all as individuals is that you consistently uh, provide your thought process as construction, not destruction. You've always brought your thoughts to the forefront in a constructive manner to say, look, you know, these, this is how we are. But at the same time, it's kind of like, it's always funny. And I, and I reference this from time to time, uh, when talking with friends, Is like, I don't know if y'all ever watch Steven Crowder, a lot of people don't like him, but th- he has a segment called change my mind. And it's where he's able to sit down and talk to people. Oh, I've
2: seen the meme. I've seen the meme.
0: Yep. Yep. And, and he sits down and talks to people. He, ha- he always has a differing opinion, but he sits down and has constructive conversation with people to hear differing viewpoints and being able to formulate an idea or a thought or uh, a, a, a theory uh, moving forward that may or may not change his mind. And that's the same concept with what how you all present yourselves is here's my thought. I may have either came up with this on my own or heard or saw something and decided to go through a thought process of this on this topic here's what I'm presenting and allowing that constructive, constructive conversation to happen. And that's always, always a beautiful thing to have because that's allowing you to express your, your voice, your thoughts, and your beliefs uh, amongst whoever you talk to and allowing that same response of here's mine. Now what's yours? And, 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 you know, let me hear what you have to say as well. And that's, that's always such a beautiful thing to do uh, and 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 be about, especially in a position where you're at, where you are in front of everyone. You're literally, you literally hold a microphone, you know, you literally have a microphone and you're talking to the people uh, and, and a lot of folks don't recognize how uh, important or how um, uh, intense that can be, you know, and, and, and being able to do that. So that's. That's one thing I can I can easily say I applaud uh, for you guys is, is just the way you carry yourselves and that mindsets fantastic.
2: Thank you. I, that's really kind of you to, to say that. Thank you thank you for saying that. that that's the hope. that's the goal that, that, and that's why I guess I'm saying thank you because it's like that's that's pretty much yeah kind of spot on with what we hope you know can come out of it.
0: Aaron, I know you ha- you were asking a question. Uh, I uh,
2: hope I didn't lose your train no, of thought there. No, no, I
1: there. was just gonna say. I just know that Garrett Garrett's got some stuff going on, and he's got to bounce here pretty soon. So I was just oh, gonna yeah, wrap it yeah, up.
2: I know we got slightly later started, so I we we I think we I got a few more minutes. I think.
0: Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, um, you know, uh, we we've been riding on the deep train. Uh, I, I'd like to hear uh something funny. Something we always ask every artist who's been on the show. Uh, and and uh, this could be. Uh, this more than likely, of course, pre COVID, but uh, tell us uh, what is your most uh, memorable moment on the road or most funny moment on the road?
2: Oh man, uh, let's see.
0: And don't skip on the details, we love embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I was just gonna say, we've
1: had some people tell us some really wacky tour stories and like places they've been to and stuff like that, so don't hold back.
2: Well, I think the man. Uh, I think some of the wildest stuff for us happened when we toured in China um, because uh, it's not a nation that bands normally tour, <laughs> and uh, we did it like by speed train, and um, we we literally slept like two hours a night. It was crazy. By the end of it, I was like borderline hallucinating, like from sleep deprivation, and because it was like three weeks of just speed trains and carrying our gear miles through these massive train stations because their train stations are just huge. Yeah. I mean, you, you're talking about a country that has like what, like a quarter of the earth's population or something. Yeah, true. Um, And, and uh, but uh, so many crazy things happened when we were there, man, this one time I, I thought I was in a green room and I, I was taking a nap and I'm awoken by a lady who is, just she i remember she was like five eight or five nine and that was not normal in china especially like that that height i i don't think i'd seen a lady that tall in china the whole time we'd been there and um and she's like hi uh, uh you know what are you doing here it kind of but i but she had pretty broken english i mean she she had some english and i i was actually uh thought it was uh remarkable that she did because we were in like a smaller city i I don't really remember which one but we were in a smaller city and uh she she like starts pointing at all this tattoo stuff and and she turned on the lights because it was like dark in there when i got there and i thought i thought i was supposed to be there but i was accidentally i'd walked into someone's tattoo shop that was like connected to the venue and she was like toto tattoo her name's toto and uh i was like oh my goodness so so we all actually ended up getting like tattoos from her in chinese which is fun because i know a lot of people have the chinese thing but for us it's like well we got this from a person that that's their language so we we're like why not you know that's awesome and, and like you know fun memories like that there's this one time actually when we were there that a lady um so they, they kind of have it in some of the smaller towns they kind of have a different view of like personal space than, than we might and and what and um you know, the, the, the like Western nations, I guess. And this one time, uh, so, so, you know, it would it sometimes, you know, like kind of like touch your tattoos or kind of like, would kind of get pretty close to us without really, um, you know, um, without really uh, too much like permission, I guess, on our parts. And, and we, we were being filmed quite a bit because we were, you know, we were playing some towns that, It just wasn't common that, you know, uh, that a white guy with tattoos and long hair might come through, you know, and you're uh, saying it was more of a cultural thing than a, like a, yeah, yeah. Cultural thing. thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. People, everyone that we met, well, not everyone, there's a couple, I'll get into that later, but I mean, yeah, for the most part, just like, just like anywhere in the world, you know, beautiful humans everywhere and great, great people. But, um, there, there's just kind of different personal space thing. And I often tell people, you know, like I think Japan and China are probably the two most different nations I've ever been to. And I say that because we had just been in Japan before we went to China, and in Japan, it, people are very, very aware of personal space, and and uh, you know, I, I think a bit maybe a bit more in lines with like what our Western notions, I guess. Uh, I mean, I think Japan's maybe the most incredible country i've ever seen in my life honestly but yeah uh, that's a whole nother thing but anyways but so it was very different because we just come from japan and people were kind of in our spaces one of the first days that we're that we're on the speed train and thomas is like snoring and he has his like head back and he's like asleep and this lady comes over and puts two of her kids on each of his legs and, and proceeds to take a photo of him like sleeping but like with like like, as if he was holding her children. And I, I remember, like, I, I, I don't think I've ever laughed that hard in my life. Like, I, I literally could not contain myself that this person, they were just using Sleeping Thomas as, like, a photo prop, And I think he woke up with the kids on his lap and was like, whoa, how did these kids get on my lap? So that was probably one of the funnier things that happened. Uh, dude, another thing, man, when we were there, uh, this one time our, our buddy who was tour managing us across the country, uh, he pulls us aside and he's like, hey, whatever you do, if anyone asks you, you you make no money, you make no money, make no money. And he said it, I remember like 20 times. And we were like, okay, like we were trying to figure it out. And later on, uh, he told us like, hey, look, see that guy in the like. he had like a Hawaiian shirt on. He's like, see that guy in the shirt at the back of the venue, he's government, he's watching. And we were like, oh, wow. Because uh, truth be told, we didn't actually have the right visas to be touring in China. So we were kind of like putting ourselves in a bit of legal, legal jeopardy because we couldn't afford the visas. And so we just, we just went as like normal tourists and um, uh, kind of, you know, we're able to make it work that way. But yeah, so it's so the guy's like, yes, he's here to see if your visas are correct, which they are not. And, you know, if he knows you get paid money, he can take you away. And we were like, whoa, like, oh, <laughs> like, yes. like we, we really we really kind of put ourselves in a situation here. Uh, uh, and so that, I guess that's another kind of that, that's another memory I'll never forget. Like, And I remember because he watched the whole show and you're like performing and you're like, I'm performing for like a, you know, for a member of a government who, uh, you know, doesn't have any issues kind of just pulling the plug on people. <laughs> uh so to speak you know uh in different ways too and so we were like whoa this could be like a this could be like a real situation but it, that's that was another wild one oh same tour uh, some kids came to a show of ours they i remember they were like teenagers and they handed me a bible and they were like they were like this is illegal basically is what they were saying like they, they were like literally like they they had I think there is like one version of the bible that's allowed by the government but but they had like their own bible and i was like oh no you guys keep it like i got there's a lot you know back in america but they were like no we want you to have this one you know to, to remember us and think of us and pray for us and that really shook me to my core and i, I do think about these people i do pray about them and and think about how those people are much uh, braver than i am uh probably and much more wow them. yeah and that's the kind of thing is I, I would hope anyone hearing this, regardless of what their faith or whatever it is, I think believing in something enough to prac to practice, assuming it's like a nonviolent, peaceful, you know, belief, in uh, being willing to practice that belief even when you know that it could cost you everything is is uh, I, I just find that really admirable. Yeah
1: yeah i mean absolutely that amount of dedication that amount of bravery is like astonishing and like you don't see that very often
2: yeah i agree i agree it's it's uh you know sometimes you believe things enough to allow them to really you know inconvenience you or something that's how you know you really believe stuff right like i I, you know, it's, it's easy to just say you believe something or whatever, especially if it like works well for you, you know, but, and, and I honestly do believe that the average, the, the reason why you don't really see people ever changing their minds, like when they like watch a debate or something, you're mentioning that Steven Crowder thing, people don't change their minds often. And I think a big part of that is people's beliefs are usually adaptive, you know, we're adaptive organ, organisms, you know, biologically and, uh, and otherwise. And so... I think that, um, you know, when someone is, uh, when someone believes something, a lot of times it's like, well, this is the belief system that worked best for them, you know, uh, but when you see people doing things that make no sense, like from a purely, from like a purely objective level, you know, and, and they're just called that, that, I think that's how you know, like, okay, that's truly what, where you are and truly what you believe, you know, and I, and so I think that uh, it's not always this way, but I do think that you know the comfort and the luxuries of the modern world have uh, I think to for some in some way maybe doled the the human experience of faith and the hum- of honestly just sharing ideas and of course I think it's a wonderful thing that that we live in a society that you know. Um, you know, for the most part, believes in free speech. I, I know people get really hung up and, and debate that, but obviously, you know, I, I, you know, that that band that we heard earlier, whoever that band was, says, you know, "f the system" uh, at the end of the song a few times, and you know, I, that's that's not some that, that you know that would probably be a more risky thing to do if you were coming from China and you were writing about you know the Chinese government, and and you know, we're we're uh, I think you know have the ability to say that here. And so I think that's a great thing, you know, to that we're able to express ourselves, but also, um, you know, e- even good things can have side effects that are maybe not, you know, intended in one of those things. Yeah. I think a lot of people haven't really truly maybe examined their belief or really like laid it on the line for their belief, you know?
0: I, I completely agree. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, going back real quick, uh, to what you're saying, you know, uh, people, people often don't, um, especially, especially in the nation that we live in, people oftentimes, uh, for, forget, uh, you know, how good we have it, especially when you look at it from, from a faith standpoint, because, you know, as you said, there's countries where, you know, b- believing, uh, in anything, but what is government governmentally permissible, you know, um, is, is a crime and. Uh, in some countries that's, you know, that, that crime is, uh, can be deemed with, uh, you know, a, a fatal, a fatal action. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's oftentimes, uh, obscured almost, uh, here where, and I think this is the first time we've ever talked about this on the show and I'm completely open to this cause, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm with you for sure. It's like people here oftentimes forget how good they have it. You know, how, how good those freedoms yeah. are. And then you look at it from the perspective where you, like you all went and you saw it firsthand and you see, Oh, this, this is real. Like this, this isn't just like a a thing. People talk about back home. This is real. This is. Yeah.
2: Well, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, this is happening right now in this world. Yeah. This, this injustice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And And it makes
1: me, it makes me think about, it makes me think about like, you know, just prime examples like my girlfriend was able to go to college and study religion or like the t-shirt that y'all released years back the heal us of our homophobia our racism and so forth like that shit wouldn't be even allowed in a lot of countries and even if the government technically allowed it you could still get shot on the street for believing that stuff
2: yeah totally and 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 yeah i I think um you know yeah like y'all are saying you know you yeah I, i think a lot about like that that yeah the, the reality of like it's really happening because I, I think this weird thing happens with social media where like we see things behind a screen so like we are we are cognitively aware that they are ha- existing or at least most people would right say okay like i saw this thing you know i read this thing whatever especially something that's maybe not which of course everything it's political now in our country. So I guess like there's basically two realities Like you probably like even pick something like gravity and there's probably two different beliefs, depending on who they voted for. At this point, it feels like literally the, the partisan lines run through everything, but you know, but, but if, if not for that, if, if we could think of something neutral that we all know is happening around the world, say, say you see a tsunami that's happening, uh, you know, in um, Malaysia and um, we see the suffering and we say, oh, that's horrible, you know, and like we retweet things and we we share them. And and this, is, this isn't even some tight, some, I don't wanna have some shallow tirade against social media. I don't think that's bad. You know, I, I think a lot of times people will, you know, be, be like, oh, you know, like retweeting stuff, you know, like that's not gonna change anything or negative. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, I think that doing something's better than nothing, right? So, but at the same time, I do think that this weird thing can happen in our brains. We're like, just because we know something's happening, we don't really feel the impact of it because we have oftentimes no personal connection to it. And like people are relational by nature. You know, if you ask the average person to describe themselves pretty quickly, they'll talk about someone they love or, you know, like we, 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 we kind of understand who we are by proxy of relationships. So without any real relationship and you just see suffering faces I think it's pretty easy to be desensitized to it versus you know if you had family that lived in those countries it would be oh shit you know you're picking up your phone like trying to like urgently figure something out and it's not that I would want people to be traumatized you know or something but I I do think it's important to like just know that like our I think our emotions are kind of having a bias against the how dramatic some of these things are and Frankly, that might be necessary, you know, to, to, to cope in this modern world that we live in and to not be, you know, a complete wreck all the time, but, but, but we still have to challenge ourselves sometimes, you know, when we see things to be like, this is, this is real and this, it can happen here. Like even you talk about politically, you know, it's, it's, it's not impossible. It's not like it's, it has, it's happened many times before where you've had pretty open classically liberal societies, you know, uh, and and those rights get taken away because people think that it can't happen, you know. People like to think, oh, you know, th- this thing can't happen, even because it's you know it's never <laughs> happened. Well, it's like right, that's how everything happens in life, right? Like nothing's happened, you know. It, it, there's a first time for everything, and and, it, and so yeah, when, when you see those societies, it it really rocks you. And I think that's why we try to write about some of the different topics we write about, thinking like, okay, well maybe with with like, you know, music. You know and and this kind of this stop this this style and this subculture behind this issue maybe people will um you know be more inclined to uh to really think about what that emotional experience is like you know or to empathize with a soldier in my community who has ptsd you know and like think like think about you know, think about what it means to be a neighbor. And, and, and my hope is eventually that we realize that as humans, we are neighbors of all, you know, and uh, enemies oftentimes are just neighbors that we haven't got close enough to see that they're neighbors. You know, we, we see them at a distance. We see them through distortions of, you know, partisanship and, and language and, and race and culture and family, religion. Th- these are all, you know, things that kind of just Create barriers between us, you know. But if if you really can tear things back, if you can do the work sometimes to find a shared language or a shared starting spot, you know, you find like just just a foothold, like you're rock climbing, and you're like, okay, this thing for sure I can hold on to. And once you find that, you can go from there. And and I hope that people feel encouraged to, even though we do have biases too, you know. And I talk to people all the time that are like, oh, you know, I don't, uh, you know, I don't like that you do this or that i'm like all right like it's funny man I, i've from time to time seen people like oh you know this guy hates filling the blanks or fill in the blanks because they know what i believe about stuff and that's when i know people are full of shit dude because i've literally never had somebody tell me like something that they believe at a show and i've ever been like f you get out of my face like never like because because if somebody especially if they know that i disagree with them and they have they're brave enough to tell me what they think I like, I got a lot of respect for that, you know? And the chances are there's common ground. I mean, I, at least so far I, I haven't been approached by someone who's like, hi, I'm, I'm a Nazi. You know, I, obviously I, I wouldn't really, I, I, I wouldn't really have much respect for that. But I, I think people that at least have beliefs that have some some merit, some value to them. I think, uh, it, I think it's cool. And I think it's brave that they'll come up and say something, you know? There's Absolutely. nothing, there's I nothing I could say. Said yeah <laughs> sorry I, I went on a rant there i i knew we wrapped up I, no we love rants I, at GitLab. I, I wanted to yeah i just wanted to i don't know Share where, where my brain's been you know i, I think everyone's brain's kind of been there just thinking about the state of uh discourse and absolutely
0: know, absolutely and, and and that's the thing is like y- y- that's what this platform is about you know being able to speak speak freely you know uh and and uh being able to have those rants you know there's there's i mean you're everything you said is exactly exactly right and exactly on par uh with uh i'll, I'll speak for myself and aaron you know, of course you as well uh but on par with exactly you know how i, I like to view things as well uh because the it, just in a brief moment uh, before we wrap up you know it it it's No one, uh, no one should be above approach uh, being able to speak freely about what you believe. Um, And, you know, uh, same concept, like you said, uh, I haven't been approached by a Nazi, but uh, I can guarantee I'd probably disagree with what they have to say. Uh, But, you know, the thing is, like, when you have people coming up to you and talking to you about their beliefs and, and being able to uniquely have that conversation, that organic conversation really, really makes really makes uh, you know uh, I, I almost want almost just want to say the makes the world spin you know uh, it keeps oh, it, it keeps
2: well and it does yeah I mean and also I think a lot of times we don't have that discourse band because like we get in these lines of thinking where it's like because I know I'll never agree with you like why would I talk to you and we forget it's like okay well life isn't just about you know like being right and having all the answers life's about relationships. I think Primarily, mm-hmm. I, I, I actually there's a theologian I really like James K. Smith wrote a book called Desiring the Kingdom. And he, he basically says, you know, humans have been called homo sapiens. And he, he's like, I think that's a pretty prideful thing. I think we think we're like super wise and super rational. But I, I think you can imagine it, you know, and you see it in all the movies, like the future A.I. looks at us and is like, y'all are a mess. Yeah, you, know, you get happy, you get sad you know, you fall in love, you lose love, you fight, like, like they would probably look as like, y'all are fucked up, you know, um, compared to probably what, you know, what it would look like if we were truly, truly like these super rational creatures. And uh, that's the it, beauty it, in it, too. That's what makes us beautiful. Exactly. And, and, and what he said is like, I like, I think his term was homo liturgicus or something, which which basically meant Um, loving beings or like relational beings and he was like and, and that really stuck with me and that's kind of been a pretty big core of like what we write with silent planet and also like why we'd call people lovers and just just in general like kind of trying to understand people through the lens of like like to see them like your neighbor or a brother or a sister or a friend and when you know them there, I think that's how you know someone. It's, it's not what they look like. Or what it's, it's, it's what it feels like to be loved by them and to love them. You know, um, I think that's at the core of who we are. And so I think that people don't have those dialogues because they think, oh, I'm not going to agree with you. But it's like, well, no, it's about being able to connect with people. It's about the next time that you talk to somebody that you disagree with, maybe you'll understand how they got there. You know what I mean? So, so that you just have a better idea of like the way they see the world. You know what I mean? Like if somebody tells me, Oh, you know, like I am a democratic socialist or whatever, you know, I've talked to enough, you know, people that would describe themselves as that, even though I would not describe myself as that, but I've talked to enough people that would describe themselves as a democratic socialist, where I can probably maybe just, I can kind of like pick up where I left off with that last person. You know what I mean? Or there, there can be an initial connection made. And, and that's what I hope, uh, that's what i hope is happening you know through the music is that not even trying to convince people and to change their mind but just to even like be like hey like maybe a relationship is still worthwhile even if i can't change your mind because maybe life's a bit more than what i think about shit maybe it's just like about you know like what do i do with my life how do i treat people you know what i mean like those things i think that's really like who we are and so i think pretty often people might disagree on paper and then you watch how they live their lives and it's like bro you. You kind of have the same values, I even even though you wouldn't even agree, but you know objectively you kind of do, and the objective reality of how you treat people is obviously kind of a bigger deal. So, yeah, that, that's what kind of where I, where I hope people go with uh, what we're trying to put out there.
0: That that honestly, that thought right there is exactly where we need to close because yeah the magnitude the magnitude of what you just said, l- listeners, I hope it, it, go ahead and hit the rewind button a couple minutes and go repeat what he just said and listen to it and embrace it regardless of your thought process, regardless Mm -hmm. of if you're left or you're right, you know, regardless of, of where you are in your life, regardless of, of how you think, go listen to that again and really understand the magnitude behind those words, really understand how that resonates amongst everyone that 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 right there is exactly that that's the mic drop <laughs> you know yeah. that that really is because that's
1: and diversity is what Gitlow's all about too
0: like absolutely absolutely um garrett I, I i can't say this enough thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us uh this has been absolutely amazing uh and Just again, listeners, a lot, everything he has said tonight, as, as we've sat here in this call and talked and, and, and and really engaged in the conversation we're having, even if you don't agree, go back and listen to what he has said, because uh, there, there's no way we can follow up on that. (laughs) Like, it's, it's, it's so empowering and so impactful. Uh, to everyone. So, uh, again, Garrett, thank you again so much. Um, before we go, you know, of course, always giving a plug. You are, I mean, Silent Planet as a band is one that that uh, needs no introduction, nor needs any kind of uh, fluff. But by all good graces, we're going to give it to you because y'all absolutely deserve it you know, go on and plug, you know, w- what can the listeners look out for? Uh, what's in the works and and what are they expecting?
2: Um, we are writing music. We love writing music more than ever. I think that we're having more fun than ever. You can know that somewhere out there, there's four idiots from California that are probably giggling, playing music in a room together. Uh, we are closer friends than ever. And uh, that is, that's really what's going on. To be honest, it's, 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 it's been kind of this really beautiful time for us of like growth. And uh, the pandemic started, obviously, it was hard, you know, like we, we lost our jobs for 20 months, you know, like, and the government doesn't help you when you're a metal core fan. Actually, that's not true. I do think the guys in King got some money, but you didn't hear that here. But uh, <laughs> but and, uh, <laughs> but uh, that's because they're smart. They do things by the book and stuff. But anyways, all that is to say, um, we were, you know, we, we were like, whoa, yeah. I guess we don't really like have jobs now, you know. And, and we even had to drive home early from tour. And that's not a woe was me" thing at all. It, it was it was just it was scary though. And something really beautiful came out of that which is like we all kind of grew a lot as individuals because we kind of had this year or more than a year off the road to like you know kind of just kind of live at a more normal pace of life you know and kind of slow down enough to learn it's you know it's pretty hard to like sprint while you're reading a book you know and and I feel like uh, touring feels like sprinting like on an emotional level at least and uh, it's it's hard I think it can be hard emotionally sometimes to grow when you're just constantly like like just getting this you know, wheel of fortune of emotions, I think. Um, And so it we've, we just grew a lot, man. So that honestly, that's what we're up to. We're just like making music and growing together. We will have an album that comes out this year. We'll probably have some music that comes out the next year. I think that, I think that we, more than ever, just trying to really dive into our sound and, and stuff, which I, I know like might sound pretentious or whatever. And honestly, if I heard this, me say this four years ago, I would think, yeah, that guy's pretentious, screw that guy. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I, I didn't really understand how much fun and collaborative music could be because Silent Planet really wasn't a very collaborative project uh, until pretty recently. Um, which is to say like, we, it's always been great people it's just but it's always been like hey one guy has the music for the song and then i i scream on it and we put it out you know what i mean it's like it's just kind of a b c it's done and now it's like the whole alphabet kind of of combinations of how it comes together and so we're just like we're like whoa we're, we, we feel like we like struck kind of like gold with with like not like their hits like. They'll probably never be on the radio. I'm, I'm. I don't mean it like that, Gold. But just like we, we think we kind of are centering in on what you know the sound needs to be. So that's what we'll be up to. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, hopefully tour. Actually, I can't. I can't say when. But we will play some shows this year. That will happen too. Uh, we will play approximately some somewhere between like twenty and thirty shows. I would say. That sounds
1: like a tour <laughs> and all,
2: all, all in the United States. It's going to be a weird thing though. It's going to be like 11 shows here with this band. It's going to be kind of disjointed. You know, it's not going to be the same package all the way through, but we will be playing our asses off at every show. There's well, uh, be on
1: the lookout for these announcements. Yes.
2: So, so they will, they will be announced soon. Honestly, there are tours that are happening after this tour that were like these shows that have already been announced so I feel like we're probably a little bit late on the announce which I totally understand of course there's no shade to our team uh it's this is like crazy for a booking agent every band and their mother is like book us and so the booking agents it it would be akin to like if every if if Starbucks had all their employees show up the same minute of every day you know like that that's like it, it would just be utter chaos it would just the line would be a thousand people long that's kind of what's happening in the music industry right now so totally understand that it's it's been a crazy process in case if uh, anyone's listening uh, well for the record we'd love to
1: see you back in current. virginia i can speak for our entire we, state we, i think we are
2: uh here do you want me to look shows sure I'll, here, I'll, I'll, <laughs> by I'll, all means I'll, go ahead <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you right now if we're playing in virginia
1: or like North at, Carolina at least, or one of the surrounding states.
2: Yeah, I, I do. I hope so because North Carolina is maybe my favorite place to play music in, in the U.S. And honestly, my maybe just my favorite place to hang. Like I'm obsessed with so much of North Carolina, especially Asheville. Asheville's like I a love total Asheville, trip, but I also really like a lot of the coastal parts of North Carolina and South Carolina. I think that's some really underrated states, North and South Carolina. Definitely. If I, I had agree. to invest my money, like if you treated states like popularity, like stock markets, I would put, I would be putting some some real chips right now on, on the Carolinas. I'd be betting on them if you know what I mean. <laughs> okay, one second. One up these dates. I'm so bad at email. I don't know about y'all, but like, Email it still doesn't make sense to me. Half that's the, the one thing that's kind of stayed feel, in the past. Dude, I feel like my mom, like like somebody who's like older and not great with technology. Like I will, I I will like lose emails and people will be like, hey, why didn't you email this person back? And I'm like, I can't find the email. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe 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 they got hacked. I have no clue. But I I can't work this thing. I swear. Okay, here we go. Nope not that email oh my goodness this is bad and i'm on it. okay i found it we are playing
1: this is an exclusive listeners we've never done this either
2: Carolina. Uh, um... yes yes good that's great yes we are playing north carolina we are playing a show in charlotte perfect well i probably i should can't definitely say the date. i would, would get in trouble for that but i can't say we are playing a show in timber and we're playing in charlotte we're also playing in nashville we're gonna play atlanta we're, we're gonna we're gonna have a good time in the southeast enjoy that humidity with y'all
1: well you should definitely hit us up when you're in the area so we perfect could, let's do, do it we, we should do a like...
2: follow-up podcast or something that'd be fun
3: Oh, that would be amazing!
2: We'd love to have, have you dude, back should, on the show. We should just we should get you guys backstage, man, and just I mean I mean I don't mean to sound like divas, just you know, it's just be some like hopefully hopefully it'll be a fun show at a crappy venue, you know, and it'll just be like Perfect. some little we'll be in a broom closet, we'll, we'll whip <laughs> out the mic, and we'll just do like a band wide interview. It'll be sick, dude. That would be
0: amazing, and honestly, those are the best venues because that that's where like at least I can say for myself and playing the smaller just. You know, uh, dive bar kind of venues is where those memories really come from. But like, absolutely, we would love to do that. And, and I, I, that, yes, <laughs> uh, that, like that—that that would be absolutely epic. That—that that would be great. And I'll, uh, honestly, I, I know Aaron. I know you would. Def, you and I were actually talking about this. Yes, on the follow up, we'd love to get everybody involved and and just sit down with all four of you and just have a great conversation of you know. Whatever's happening, Can you know, follow up and see how things are going. With y'all back on the road and and just uh, see how life's treating you.
1: We might, yeah. might even get a confirmation of who wrote that song we played in the maybe BFC. someday.
2: Maybe that band will play it live. But man, that, <laughs> that, that, band, that band sounds like the word. man. I don't know about those guys. Uh, well, Barry, hey, thank you, dude, thank
1: you, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, hey, it's been. Thank you. A-
0: it's it's been amazing. It's been absolutely amazing. Uh, everyone out there. Right now, as soon as you're done listening to this, if you have not yet, go look up Silent Planet. Literally, blow up everything, Facebook, all their music, all of it. Go, go, light them up. Uh, Again, these guys need no introduction. They need no fluff. But my goodness, we're gonna give it to them because they absolutely deserve it. Thank
2: you, dude. Thanks for having me. If you're listening to this, thanks for supporting. Get low. See you guys later. Thank you so much.
0: Appreciate it, sir. Hey, you have a wonderful night. Love you.
2: Love you, man. Night.
0: Well, listeners, you heard it here first, folks. Uh that was that was insane. That was absolutely insane, Aaron. Oh, no
1: Viagra needed for that one.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. Garrett, uh, you know, uh we we love him to death. Uh I mean, uh, again, you Aaron and I both have been huge fans of Silent Planet. Uh, for a very, very long time. Again, I, I'm I honestly sitting through this episode. I was just having vivid memories of just sitting in my apartment, uh, just blaring their album, and, and uh, with my roommate, and just I, I, it's it's it, I'm having a lot of nostalgia right now. But absolutely, without a doubt, would love to catch back up with them um, and see how they're doing. Uh, so stay tuned for later this year, possible follow up episode with Silent Planet, which would be. Huge and amazing. And and if we could do it on site, that's even better. Like, that's gonna be absolutely insane. But we're gonna get out of here because I I need to go make sure my heart's still pumping. I think I have lost my heartbeat, uh, from the amount of amazing that we've just been through. Uh, again, Garrett, if you're listening uh, out there, thank you, thank you, thank you, Silent Planet thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all that y'all do all the music y'all put out and just being you. Uh, uh, that's if there's a takeaway from this, it's just be you and that, and they embody that fully. Aaron, do you have anything you'd like to say before we head out? Um, no, (laughs) well, you know what? You can
1: follow us at get underscore low underscore pod. And, um,
0: yeah absolutely and of course (laughs) you can you can check us out anchor.fm forward slash get low music podcast you can also check us out uh on all major listening sites my day job now i want to so bad after hearing that hearing that but (laughs) hey you know uh, it's this is this is what we do it for this it's for the love of the music and and being able to uh share the love with the the artists that we get to talk to so um, you know, this, uh, wow, this is just a, 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 momentous occasion, uh, all around and, uh, we can't thank Garrett enough. Um, Garrett and
1: our listeners, because y'all made this possible. We're yeah. doing this for you
0: guys. Yeah. All y'all around the world. We see you, we know you're there. Let us know your thoughts and everything you heard tonight. Again, anchor.fm forward slash get low music podcast. Aaron, where can they find us on Twitter?
1: At get underscore low underscore pod.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're gonna head out. You know what time it is. I'm Joe.
1: I'm AA Ron.
0: And as always.
1: Dead.